Hey, profs. Welcome on in. My name's Rob Lightfoot, proud two-time alum of Rick Edelman College of Communication, class of 2000-2001. This is Beyond the Brown and Gold. I'm Jessica Kennedy. I'm the co-host here, also a two-time proud Rowan alum, class of 2008 from the Rick Edelman College of Communication and Creative Arts, and 2015 from the College of Education. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM presents Beyond the Brown and Gold, a show that highlights the lives and memories of Glassboro State and Rowan University alumni. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Lightfoot and Jessica Kennedy. If you're joining us now, you're tuned into episode two of our Prof Sweethearts Beyond the Brown and Gold edition. So we've previously shared some great stories. Great stories, but there's so many more to tell. There's more. So we had to make two episodes just so we can share so much Prof love that we have. So enjoy. Here's two new friends for Jess and I, Rob Friedman, class of 78, and Carolyn Robertson Friedman, class of 79. These two prof sweethearts were both accepted to Monmouth College, but decided not to attend. Eventually, the two wound up living next door to each other at Glassboro State. Now, the two have been married for over 40 years. So take us back to the time pre, pre-photo before you were snuggling in front of the building. What, what led you each to Glassboro and where were you from? I guess it was 1977. Um, we both moved into new campus apartments. Uh, Rob is next door to me. And I was, um, I was coming up the steps and he threw a sandal out the door that the, the, his roommate's girlfriend's dog had chewed up. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> I, like, I have no recollection. door neighbor. And then um, I think at one point we had a mouse in our apartment. So we knocked on the door and Rob came over with a shoebox. I'll give you a shoebox and you got the mouse. So then we started like talking and one thing led to another. And you like my, the, my choices of albums. <laughs> I wasn't into disco. So <laughs> he liked that fact about now, me. Now, Rob, was that, was that your move? You just put a ma- the, the mouse in the house? Is that how you got in there? And that, that had to be the move because I, you know, I had no moves. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you know, it's one of those delusional things. You know, I, I wrote in my, in the note that it was really serendipity, you know, that we ended up there uh, as, you know, neighbors because, mm-hmm. you know, Caroline got accepted at, at Monmouth and so did I. We both decided not to go there. She went as a freshman to Glassboro. I decided to transfer uh, after my first year at William Patterson, basically because so many Verona High School stu- kids went there. That's mm-hmm. where I was from. And, uh, we had a huge population of kids, and I went down there a couple times. And don't forget, the drinking age was 18 at the time, and uh, the partying was good. So I'm like, yeah, I think I could work this out, a little educational little partying and so on and so forth. So that's how we both kind of got to, to Glassboro. But That's yeah. not how I got to Glassboro. I got to Glassboro because oh, she had good grades. I had really good grades, and I wanted to be a teacher, <laughs> which I did become. So Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we obviously, you know, for the first couple of years, you know, we, we didn't know each other until that uh, fateful day. Yeah, what year were you in when you finally met? Uh, I was a senior. So I was 19, it was September of 1977. I was going into my senior year. I graduated in 78. Yeah. So I wasn't going, I was starting my practicum and uh, getting into student teaching. So it was a little, yeah, we had totally different schedules. <laughs> I used to, ha- I love to do my homework. I made him do his homework. Oh, I was big into <laughs> photography. I did a lot of photos for the wit. I was like photo editor for the wit at one time. Uh, took pictures for uh, what was it? 
venue. Yeah, so I was always running around uh, campus uh, with my camera. I had a motorcycle driving around campus, you know, that. off road, like <laughs> inappropriately and, and, and stuff like that. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was just, you know, as Caroline said, you know, when we moved into the new campus apartments. Yeah, I, tell I, us I, what I, were the new campus apartments in the Are they called Edgewood now or something yes, like that? Yes. Yeah, but they were like a year old or something. I lived in the triad. Okay. Oh my gosh. So for any of the listeners, shout out to the triad. People <laughs> like, you know, threw that under the bus or under the train, almost literally. Well, there's a lot. That of was a great place to live. Yeah. Okay. Back in 1976-77. You know so, it's still here, right? You they, know it's still standing. It's, it's, it's incredible. Really? Do people live in it? No, 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 no. Not we have some, we, there are some. <laughs> That's why we condemned from the second floor. Yeah, because yeah, there are some offices in there. <laughs> yeah, there's offices, but no more no more residence halls. In there. I don't think yeah. it's long, though, for uh, for this world, though. Yeah, I think the, the <laughs> issue is it's just a low, it's a low-lying building. Yeah. So that's that's where it, you know, but I had um, friends that lived in Triad, many, many good memories in that building. So you were in Evergreen when you, or Edgewood when you met? Well, uh, then, then yes, new campus apartment. Yeah, I had an apartment there the year before in 300 building. Yeah, you just have to be on a waiting and list. And yeah, then you couldn't keep the same apartment, yeah, yeah. you know, because that would make sense if you could keep the same apartment. So no, we had to like put it, go back in the lottery. Yeah. And then th that's, that's the crazy part about it is we're back in the lottery. Next thing you know, you know, Caroline is in one apartment and we're literally next door on the, what is it, the third floor. It's the third floor, yeah. Yeah. That's when you threw the sample at me, so. But How yeah. long so into the, the semester did he throw this that sandal? Was it like pretty much? Um, well, that was the first day I was moving in. So okay. it was, it, yeah, this is our first contact yeah. or seeing each other. Caroline had asked her old boyfriend to help her move in. They weren't together. Okay. And so I, you know, I see this woman, this, this really you know, good-looking blonde woman. And again, now my hair is out to here and I'm you know, like raggedy, whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, she's with me and all this other stuff. So he's trying to like, you know. Territory, so territory. Yeah, so and I'm like, oh, yeah. So but you've been going out and yeah. Here, so but like, Caroline's my next door neighbor. This is the this is the kooky part. The year before, my roommate went out with his next door neighbor. Okay. At Edge, and so and they ended up getting together and blah blah blah. And so when we moved in. I'm like, I like this woman. She looks. I like to get to know her. But I can't be going out with my next door neighbor. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, it's gonna yeah, it interfere with you know whatever. I was I had nothing going on, but like you know, delusionally. You think you might have something going on, so it, we, you know, it it took a little while, you know, over the semester where we just for that first semester in the fall, to just start to get to know each other, right? And so that's sort of how we start. And then you know, you open the door, oh hi, oh hi, and you're making like <laughs> goo goo eyes at each other, and we're both kind of shy people at, at, at our core. So you know, I wasn't ready to make a move and Caroline was well you did at the end so the end of the semester what's what's that rush no we what we did you did ask me out for New Year's Eve but of course we went back to school everybody's out on um on what they, they still call it intercession yeah holiday break yeah yeah holiday break they used to call it intercession so we we went back and we went um we we had our first date on New Year's Eve 1978, yeah, I did, I, we're 1978 in. I so. did kill a mouse. That was, you yeah. know, was how I had to prove my manhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's always <laughs> capturing it. I don't know if I killed it or we just re rehabilitated mm -hmm. it or let it go somewhere outside. But uh, but New yeah. Year's Eve is a big swing. So you must have had, because New Year's Eve is kind of like one of those holidays. Yeah, where... if you're going to be with somebody, you better really like them. <laughs> yeah, on New Year's you know Eve. I think, <laughs> I think by that time, like, you know, like, you know, kind of like making all these little faces and whatever at each other for like enough already. 
you know, we I should probably ask her out. But again, it, it wasn't super. It was a, a chill party. One of my roommates over at Mansion Park, which is probably not called Mansion Park. It's it, not there it's anymore. Not, mm -mm. It's not, <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Did they wipe it out? They it's, wiped it out, and there's Holly Point yeah, anyway. Commons, a beautiful, a beautiful dormitory no. there. Yeah. All right. Well, this is that. That was exactly for any listeners the exact opposite of that. Yes, it was. Right? I also lived there in 2006, <laughs> so, I think. Yeah. yeah. We went to my ex roommate's uh, uh, party over there, and it was like so boring. You're falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, no. It was not like what we do now for New Year's Eve. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we're, we were always into music, and a, a lot of uh, we weren't disco people. That was the one thing that I also liked about Caroline. She's a rock and roll girl at heart, and that's like was really important to me. And so, you know, that first semester, we even started, this is 1977, so we're playing. We always had the Billy Joels, you know, and, and that kind of, like, core stuff. Kansas, that was that was big. Uh, but then, like, Elvis Costello, like, you know, burst on the scene. And so we're always into, into some new music, and but we loved the 60s music, too. And I had a ton of 45s from when I was a kid. And we used to, like, play those and things like that. So we, have to, we go to this party on our first date. Um, you know, it's super boring. And we're like, hey, you know what? Let's go back to our apartment and let's just play records, you know, and like and have some drinks and stuff like that. And that's kind of what we did. That was our first date. It was just like Helen on the party, playing 60s, 45s, Tommy James and the Shondells, you know, uh, uh, Crystal Blue for Swings and Crimson Clover. Oh. Before he asked me out, he had oh. said that he was thinking about leaving college. And I said, I like you're a senior. Oh yeah, right. Why would you want to like? <laughs> you're almost done. It's a good thing you were there to coach him. Like, what is your problem? And so I, I was kind of like, that's wow, really throw me under the bus. Oh, I am throwing you under the bus, but <laughs> I. So I talked to you into staying, and your parents thanked me later at graduation. But so, but um, and you got straight A's the next semester because I made him do his homework. Yeah, well, I took two pass fails to be perfectly honest. But, <laughs> yeah, but, he, <laughs> but he made the dean's list. Yeah. First time. Yeah. So, yeah, that so was, was kind of sign. But I was really big into photography and thought I was going to be a professional photographer at one point. So, yeah, I was a little misguided. But thank goodness yeah. for Caroline, uh, you know, <laughs> keeping me on the like screen now. Credit for then <laughs> and now. Yeah, so, um, yeah, then we, we just, we dated. And then he graduated, but I was still there for another year. But I was doing my student teaching, so it was like a job. So um, used to come down sometimes on weekends. And you were at the crossings. I was in the crossings my final. That's still there? Oh, that's yeah, that's still here and still <laughs> very active. Yes. Yeah, yeah we, I lived in the crossings my last year. So, and then you, you would come down on, on the, the weekends. weekends. Yeah. yeah. And then in my, I graduated. I, oh, wait. Yeah. I, I would make it down the, the Jersey Turnpike on my in my 71 Pinto. It had a nice. hole in the floor. This is a woman. I, and this is why I, I love her so much, is because. She didn't need the pretension. You know, she must have liked me for me because I didn't have a nice car, right? <laughs> I wasn't a snazzy dresser or anything like that. She I liked you for your excellent you taste in music, it appears. Yeah, so. You couldn't go in puddles. The, the water would come right through and, like, soak us. <laughs> so oh, boy. That was, we tried that, nice Honda. That was now. a sad <laughs> car, yeah. I mean, we would never let our children drive in a car like that. So, so what happened so after you graduated? Well, then I guess it was took like about two years. Well, you went we, back to. Yeah, I was teaching Hazlitt, in, in, right? in my hometown of Hazlitt and you were working. Then you got a job in New York and then we wound up. Um, with the, we moved in together in 1981. One. 
Right. And we got married in 1982. So yeah. So we, yeah, we, in Bloomfield, New Jersey, we yeah. decided that, uh, yeah, it was time to, you know, instead of this back and forth to originally Glassboro and then to Hazlitt, yeah. you know, We're let's, let's get together. Okay. Yeah. So we had a very humble apartment, an apartment in, uh, in mm -hmm. Bloomfield, New Jersey. But actually we moved to Old Bridge because we had one, we had our yeah. first son and then we didn't want to live up in the city anymore. We wanted to move down back to like where we were, where I was from. So we went, we had Ben and then we had our other son, Zach, and then we had Samantha. And then when we had Jake, we- Oh my we gosh, she keeps going. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were oh, like, okay, now the house is too small. classroom there. <laughs> and that's when you were working in Merrill Lynch and then we moved over to Colts Neck. Okay, we'll slow down. Like, what, I'm moving along, we'll go I know. 20 minutes to tell us about 40 something <laughs> years ago. It's hard right to here. squeeze that all in, so four kids. Because we go in, so then we moved to Colts Neck and that's where we raised our kids. Cole Rowe, 1992, and Lamont Nutter, 1990. These two prof sweethearts, well, they met at an EOF MAP program during the summer of 87 and began a long-term relationship that lasted until a couple years after they graduated. Find out how a chance interaction at a Rowan alumni event got them reconnected. So I actually met him, I was part of the EOF program in the MAP program, and I met Lamont um, the summer of my EOF program, which was the summer of 87, 87. So and, going into uh, your freshman year. Yeah, 87. Yes. Yeah, and I actually met him for the first time. He was coming out of the student center with a friend. Who were you with? I forgot. I forgot who I was with. Yeah, he was with somebody. And, yeah, we introduced, he, his friend I knew, and he introduced me to Lamont. And then, you know, once I came back after the summer ended, that was like when I was like, hey, you know, how you doing? And that type of stuff. And I would see. Were you him looking for him? Were you looking for him? You're like, oh, I saw that guy or nothing. No first impression. OK. <laughs> no, that, that that's the funny thing. It wasn't. I don't think it wasn't like nah. a love at first sight nah. type of thing. No. She was called the student center and I was coming across the bridge. I was coming across the bridge between the student center and the dorms. Yeah, from then, you know, I was interested, you know, milled around a little bit. Uh, and to the, you know, we hung out during the summer, the fall, I think, you know, we got more um, into each other during the fall. Yeah, because we, we actually were hanging within the same circle of friends. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, like, so a lot of things, parties, yes. let's just put it that way. Yeah. See them at the party. Yeah, that type of thing. And I think that's where some of the flirtation went down was like at the parties. So we would always start talking or hanging out and whatever at the parties together. And then after and the parties, because parties are always, a, it's like you're a different person at a party. So what would happen next yeah, day post-party? Like, yeah, you know, the, you know, the stuff you're not supposed to have on campus was always there. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's not here kind of anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was our friend circle because we just were, uh, we were part of the same social group. And that's how it kind of grew from there. And then I think, like, honestly, though, by fall, we were definitely kind of seeing each other under, you know, undercover. Oh, you didn't <laughs> want anybody to know? No, 
that was that was early on. Yeah, early had, on. yeah. Like our friends really didn't know. Yeah, that was early yeah. on. But you know, then I I stayed in um the North Halls, so I was in Magnolia. Okay. And he literally lived across the street the and campus. those off campus in those uh, townhouses. He was under uh he was on the track team. Yes. So he lived with Coach Adamson. And then she used to come visit me up north. I should come visit her in the summertime down in the south. Until we came back, until we, you know, until we came back to yeah. school. So we, like, celebrated breaks together. So he's been to my house when we were, uh, have Christmas break. And like he said, in summertime, we would go up and down the turnpike and visit each other. And a couple of summers, I actually stayed on campus as we, for summer classes. And he would come down and stay, you know. So it was pretty serious to be making that hike yeah. up and down the Garden State, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And for yeah. how many years yeah. did you do that for? The whole time. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. This okay. guy this got serious fast. Yeah, we were together the whole well, I'll say five years because I did the five yeah. year program. Uh <laughs> he we were together. He graduated. Even once he graduated, he went back up north. Um, he would still come down to see me for my last year. So And we then what happens? Because there's a little bit of a so, lapse, right? We had made plans in my my senior year that um, when I graduated, I was going to look for jobs in the Central Jersey area because it just so happened that my family had moved from Willowboro to East Brunswick. Okay, and so my my mom still lived down here, but I lived with my father and my stepmother. So I ended up going up that way. So I, we had found an apartment together. Uh-oh, see, there she's looking. This is the, yeah. Uh, We have found an apartment. We did that whole thing together, looked at apartments, everything. He was working for, at the time, um, Continental Airlines. Continental, wow. Yeah, so that was another thing that helped, like, when he would come down this way, he would literally take, like, the commuter flight through Continental from Newark to Philly. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. It would go from Newark to Philly, and I would go pick him up. In oh, Philly. Wow. And then once I graduated, prior to me graduating, I literally looked for jobs all in the central Jersey area. I ended up getting a job that was based out of Edison. So we were going to try, and he was in Newark, still work, like I said, working for the airlines at the time. And we went and looked for apartments, found an apartment. And the day we were supposed to uh, move in, he said he changed his mind. Oh, like, my oh, goodness. Boy. Oh, my. You really this, pulled out the literal rug from under her. This is a story all of a sudden. Oh, this took no. a twist. All right, yeah. Lamont, let's hear it from your perspective. What did that <laughs> well, look like? He's not on trial here. Like, <laughs> well, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got cold feet. And I was just like, uh, you know, if you really wanted, if I really wanted to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, just to be honest, I mean, I didn't want to go and just be like, okay, let's move in. And it wasn't sincere. Yeah. No, that's good. So, it's hard to accept that swallow at the time, but yeah. that is that is the right thing to do. Yeah. So, I went ahead and moved into the apartment. <laughs> nice. And where were you in a headspace, and- Nicole? Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, It was hurtful, of course. Um, because But the funny thing about it, we were still seeing each other. Yeah. Even once I moved, okay. we still saw each other. We were still dating. Wait, and, what? Okay. Um, so yeah. you were even while you were in the apartment, you were still dating, but you were just like, I'm not sure we're ready to move in yet. Okay. Right. Okay. That was it. And he literally went and got an apartment 
in Fords, which is right up Route 1. So he was literally like, what about 10 minutes away from me? So he went and got his own apartment. I was in our apartment and we were still dating. Okay. So I would go to his, yeah. I remember I went with him to go look for furniture for his apartment. Oh, you're <laughs> such a good girlfriend. <laughs> well, I don't want to give out, I don't want to probably give out Lamont's secret here, but. The guys, if you make it a little bit harder for them, they like they like that they like that chase. You know what I mean? You can't you can't, can't be buying furniture. Apparently, right, you yeah. can, you can. Don't no, let's not give. You got to play hard to get though. No, you got to play hard to get. This is bad advice. Yeah, <laughs> this is, don't listen to this advice. Clearly, you did so, it. So, yeah. So that actually went on for about two years. Okay. Finally, it just kind of changed. The whole relationship kind of just changed, and we decided to break up okay. literally that's we a lot of years you were together a lot of years six what was that six years? seven years seven years it's a long time no. we were together for seven if, years if we could just tell the audience what her eyes oh my gosh like they were, she said that she, like she, i just want you to realize your eyes got all big this is seven years yeah that's a long yes. time that must have been yeah. really difficult it really was. And but it's and it's funny because when we broke up, it was like it literally we broke up, but we would still once in a while check in with each other and see how, he, you know, what's going on. He had then at that point started. He had got the job, um, which became his career. He worked for the uh, prison for the New Jersey State Prison up in uh, northern. Still would stay in touch periodically and see how everything's good doing and everything. And I will tell you what was the heartbreak of my life was, though, uh, after we had broke up. Oh, now he's rolling his eyes. Because you know what's so funny how I'm turning this into a positive? I'm going to tell you in a minute. Because it was Valentine's Day. Wait, you broke up on Valentine's Day? No, we broke up a while before then. But like I told you, we were still in contact. So there was always that glimmer of we're going to get back together Mm -hmm. for me. I always thought, we'll get back together. We'll be okay. Um, He called me at my job on Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. And he literally told me on the phone, he's like, I don't want you to hear about this from anybody or any of our friends. He's like, but I'm going to get, I'm going to be getting married. (gasps) What? Whoa. How did you hide that you were getting like in such a serious relationship? You were going to get married. So you can imagine (laughs) how that felt. I was, I'm, and at my job, I called my mom boo-hooing. I'm sure. She's like, how insensitive of them to do this and all of this that you guys have been through. It was like the worst. I hated Valentine's Day. That's what makes this <laughs> But the weird part is, I just hated, I, mean, I would not, I didn't celebrate it. If you think mm-hmm. about it, though, back at this time, uh, whatever this time, the Facebook and stuff wasn't out there. The social media is to be advertising your business out there, right? No. no. So, so, so you wouldn't have you found out. You could keep it secret. Yeah, you could. You could totally hide this. Lamont, what did it feel like to call her and tell her that? We wasn't together, but we kept we kept in contact. It's like we were on a break, Ross Geller. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were broken up. Break. We wasn't together. We wasn't together. We wasn't uh, intimate or nothing like that. Yeah. You know, we just kept in contact with each other. Tell us so, what happened in between that phone call and where where we see you two sitting in the same room giggling with each other now. <laughs> So after that, he got married. I actually ended up having um, a daughter, like maybe a year or two later after that. 
And um, he actually did, though, even before he got married, one time we actually did meet up and he cooked me dinner and I brought my daughter in. <laughs> yeah, that's how sloppy it kind of was. It was still kind of sloppy. We weren't, like I said, it was not, he, we, I went to dinner at his house. I'll never forget. He came out to the car to come get the carry thing because my daughter was an infant. She was probably only like a month or two old. Aww. So I don't know, you know, he came out. That was the last time I saw him. Did you we had feel dinner. like you, now that you had a daughter too, like that it was a little bit on your decision not to see him anymore? Cause you were like, okay, now this is yeah. enough. I need to close this up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where it was at. Like once that, cause you know, and that's sitting around your face, like I have a daughter, you're getting ready to get married. Uh, you know, yeah. this definitely can't, yeah, we can't do nothing at this point. So it was pretty much done with so i i never saw him but again i kept in touch with um a lot of my college friends i'm still friends with and so and a lot of his friends like again yeah, we still kept that same kind of like social circle in a sense and um i would talk to people that we went to school with his frat brothers i would see them every once in a while i'd be like how's lamont How's he doing? And Were you secretly he, hoping, like, I hope he's kind of doing crappy? Why do you think she was asking? Why do you think she was asking? Well, you know what? I think for me, I always felt like our chapter had not been finished. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because we didn't end on bad note. Like, no. even with the way things went down, I never really, like, hated him. I just, you know, we just, lives just kind of went a different route, but it was still like, I love this man. This was my soulmate in my head. I don't know how I was with you, but like, it always felt like, how's he doing? I need to know how he is. Is he okay? And the funny thing is his best friend who's from Newark that I met just through hanging out with Lamont, he moved to Willenboro. So I would see him every once in a while and I would always get updates from him. Oh, is he playing yeah. Cupid? So I would be like, how's Lamar? Oh, he's doing... And he would tell me that, oh, yeah, we... Me and his... Like, he would tell me, yeah, me and his wife. His wife's name is Laura. And his, and Lamont and his wife. Oh, yeah, we just got back from a trip. Okay. You know, we did a couple Lamont, you got to mole. You got to keep... You got to you gotta get this guy to sh shut down for a little bit, whoever this guy was. <laughs> yeah. And then I befriended his best friend's wife, too. So it was like, I would see her and... Oh, did you see Lamont? How's he doing? She's like, oh, yeah, girl, he's all right. You know, he was at the house last weekend, you know. So he's coming down to Willenboro, you know, at that time. And um, within that time frame, um, I had moved back to Willenboro. I had moved back to Willenboro. So that's how I used to, that's how I would run into his his friend that moved down here. And whenever I'd see him, I'd just ask him. And he would give me updates between him and his, his uh, now wife. Yeah. So I always still kind of had my hands on him in a sense, even though he didn't know it. <laughs> Lamont, did you know it? Were your friends like, hey, we saw Nicole. She was asking about you again. Well, no, he used to always tell me. I mean, that was my best friend. He used to always tell me. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, after I went through my uh, tribulations, through my, severed my, uh, you know, my divorce, then um, one day we just wind up, a year later, we wind up hanging out. We ended up, he, he missed the part. We both decided to finally attend homecoming, not knowing, oh, oh. not knowing. Yeah, yeah. It was, and I can tell you, yeah. it was the October 8th, yeah. 2016. Yeah. Whoa, wow. whoa. He had just got divorced. His divorce finalized that Monday. Homecoming was that Saturday we went to. Wow. 
So, yeah. And both of us had never been to the school since we graduated. Wow. And you hadn't really had seen each been. other, right? You had were hearing no. about each other, had but not. Been. Okay. Nothing. Uh-huh. And he's not a social media. So, you know, social media. He's not on social media at all. So there was no way for me to, I you just, know, I know just that. came down. I mean, I have friends that I have people that yeah, were sure. going down. I was like, I'm like, I've been down there forever. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'll go down there. And lo and behold, who I run into. Uh-oh. <laughs> What were you yeah. thinking when you saw each other? Was it awkward? It had to be awkward. No, yeah, it was cool. It was oh. cool. It was. Uh, they're, always, they're so chill. It was, yeah, it was, it was nice. Chill. It was just. It was cool. It was nice, Santa. My know? heart dropped. It was cool. <laughs> <Santa>. Sure. <laughs> my heart. It was like when I when I was with my girlfriends, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh!" It, it never goes really... away. Yeah. <laughs> I was. My girlfriend was like, "What?" They call him Nutter. I was. She's like, "Nutter's here," and I'm like, "Yeah." Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, like just like so excited, so excited, and of course I, I think went he's blushing random. in the background a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to you admit know, it, but he's up, blushing. Yeah, ran up to him and hugged him. Like, oh my god, how are you doing? I missed you. You know, and we literally started. We chit chatted. You know, talked for a little bit, and uh, before we left, we exchanged phone numbers. Well, I mean, we exchanged numbers, but I didn't really think like nothing would become of it. I mean, it was just, you know, it was nice seeing her and everything. But then, you know, after that, we started communicating. Yeah. And it wasn't that we started just bombarding phone calls on each other. Literally, it would just be maybe a couple of like a month or two would pass or, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, how's it going? What's going on? Um, he had some things going on with in his family that he was dealing with. So, you know, I would ask them how that's going. So um, who, who made the first move to, to, to meet up? I guess it's Nicole. Who called who when we first, I think I. Probably, probably Nicole. Yeah, probably me. I'm, yeah, that's me. I like it. She's assertive. <laughs> she knows what she wants. Did you feel like and you got some closure and like, I don't know. I would think like I got that closure and now I'm like, okay, now I can walk away. Or was it like, oh, I got the closure, yeah. but mm, I don't still don't want to walk away. It, it uh, for me, it was like, I, how do I, how do I reel this back in? Like, <laughs> okay, Lamont. Okay, Lamont. <laughs> I guess I'm the aggressor in this one. I guess there's always one. There's got to be one. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, he, I've always my heart's always been open when it came to Lamont Nutter. You know, like every and even my family, when I um, when they knew they was like, I always said he was the one for you. I always knew that. I always knew that. You know, it's just I've always loved him. Always loved him. So then you start meeting up more frequently following the uh, the lunch. Yeah, um, we we would still talk to each other every now and then. And it's still again, the calls weren't something that was every day, every week or anything. They would be sporadic to a point where I, I. kind of had confided in my girlfriend. I was like, you know, he doesn't call me that much. Should I be concerned? And, you know, do you think, you know, what's going on? I, I know he was seeing somebody when we had met back up. Um, I actually was in the middle of a divorce as well. So we met up in October. My divorce date to be finalized was in January. So just in like two more months. So that we, I went through my, my divorce. But once again, we didn't meet up until maybe that spring, later on in that spring. Yeah. And then I think, and a whole year went through. We went through a whole year of like just periodically talking to each other, nothing serious. 
And then one day, um, my girlfriend, oh, I had, I was seeing somebody kind of off and on, and I had brought tickets for a concert. And at that time, I was at the point where I was just like, I do not want to be bothered like, with oh, this I guy. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I really don't like him. So I called Lamont. I was like, listen, we can go Dutch. I said, I brought these tickets and I was going to go with this guy, but I really don't want to go with him. And um, would you like to go? And it was at a, a, a concert down in uh, Atlantic City. And um, he was like, yeah, I'll go with you. And I said, listen, um, you know, I know we'll be there late. If you want to stay, I have a three-bedroom. So I was like, if you, want, if you don't want to. What an invite. Look at that Lamont. He, set Lamont's like, that's a setup. <laughs> I thought she was going to say, listen, no funny business. Like, we'll just go to the concert. Right. And go. Well, Meanwhile, she's like, I, I got a room in case. <laughs> exactly. And I said, I have a spare bedroom. And, you know, if you don't want to drive all the way back, because it's going to be an hour ride from here, you know, and he lives a whole nother hour away. So I knew we were, the show started at nine. So I was like, if you want to stay at the house. That's what I said was a know. setup. Yeah, she was like, it's, you're going to be tired. Let me just get you to a late show. You have no choice but to stay. I was showing my hospitality. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's the playbook. It's the playbook. This is page yeah. 79. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So literally he did, he did stay and he stayed in the spare bedroom. Um, and he got the next morning and he left, you know, and then we started Were you like, kind of like, more. Oh, he stayed in the spare bedroom. Were you a little bit disappointed about that? I think he had more in his head. Like, wow, she really did. Like I stayed in the spare bedroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. You stayed in this yeah. room. Cause yeah. this was the spare bedroom at the time. It's my office now, but yeah. So, um, he stayed, but he left. Um, nothing, nothing different changed at that point still until the following month. And, uh, well, a couple of months later, I had a conference in Atlantic city. And so I, I know he likes to go to the casino sometimes. So I was like, oh, so I'm going to my conference this week, you know, that weekend. I was like, if you want to come down while I'm there, you can. You know, so um, I was like, if you want to stay, <laughs> you could stay. And you and didn't have a three bedroom place in Atlantic City, right? No, okay. No, just, wasn't, just, it confirming, wasn't a spare just confirming. <laughs> no, he didn't have his own room there. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't offer to say, well, yeah, I'll go get a room too. Okay. You know, so it was there. And then basically that's what kicked off the relationship after that weekend. Because he literally was supposed to just come stay the night and then leave. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to just come stay, you know, and then I'll leave. And he ended up staying the whole time I was at the conference. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We've been going strong since then. Comes whenever he wants to come down. We still go places. We travel together. We do things together. Yeah, so it, it's it's a good relationship. You know, we still don't, we're not together in a sense like I said physically living together but he basically he has a key so whenever he wants to come he comes I you know that it. type of thing and it, it works for us well you're grown up you now know? I feel like now you have your yeah. own lives and you're not starting at 22 years old in your first apartment together it's a different life now <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's different it, it is a mature relationship which I like about it and the thing about it it's it was so easy to go back into it because yeah. you know what I mean like we yeah. still are like friends that's true that's true yeah we're, we have a we're still friends like real good friends that happen to be lovers I feel like it's just like he's my friend he's my best friend and I love him 
Let's welcome Kate Junowitz, class of 2017, and Constantine, Dean Pella, class of 2018. These prop sweethearts met when Dean was tutoring Kate during her bonus semester and planned to marry in 2026. So my mother is actually an alumni. So number one, right. <laughs> I was a student athlete and I really liked the Ringo Adamson. Um, he was a main component of why I went to Rowan um, along with being a legacy. Also, um, another person who was probably the most influential of me choosing Rowan was um, Mr. Woodruff. He's the director of disability services. Yes, John. So he was the mean, like, okay, those, you know, those three reasons is why I chose Rowan. Love a legacy family. How about you, Dean? Yeah, so I chose Rowan. Um, I know I wanted to go to a school that was more in-state. I'm originally from North Jersey. So I wanted to go to a school a little way from home. Uh, but not too far home that my mom would freak out. Uh, so Roan was like the perfect distance away. It was about like an hour 45 on the turnpike. Uh, and, um, I just loved the campus. It was it was very, there's a lot of class pride in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like a campus town. You know, it didn't, it, it felt like it's its own thing, its own, its own location. Uh, I love the science program. And actually what really drove me in was that they had uh, their own planetarium. Mm. Um, You don't hear that too often. That was was the biggest shocker for me. I was like, oh, I can come here on Sundays and I get discounts Mm. just anytime (laughs) I want. That's great. Like, Because I love the Hayden Planetarium in New York. So I was like, this is perfect. Just my own, like a little planetarium here for us. So that was another big draw. Did you come in at the same time or the same year or was? No. I was um, a year behind. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this kind of wraps into our story. I, I stayed in extra, what I call my bonus semester, mm-hmm. um, fall of 17, um, to take biochemistry yeah. because uh, I had a pre-health concentration. So that was the last thing I needed. So it was kind of a buffer semester and he was my tutor. <laughs> yeah, that was for Dr. Heck's uh, intro to biochemistry. I was the only tutor for that course. Yeah. Hmm. So you must have had... A struggle with biochemistry. <laughs> That's my takeaway. Yeah. It was a hard class. It was a hard, it was a really tough class. Probably not too, for you I, though, because you were tutoring. No, I mean, I worked my, I worked my butt off during that thing. It was not easy. It's not an easy course. And in right in a good, in a good way too. It, it really like preps you for that medicine course. Yeah. Um. So I was tutoring it during my senior year yeah. uh, while she was taking the class. And that was kind of how we like first met. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had you but, ever yeah. crossed paths before that or no? No. No. And I'm like, I was like trying. We were and we looking, were in the same major too. Same major. We probably, you know, we probably like incidentally passed each other during some of like the pre-med meetings. Oh, a hundred percent. They would have like people from the different schools, uh, medical schools come and do like talks. So we we're probably in the same room, but we didn't pass uh we hadn't we didn't meet until the fateful friday where you showed up 30 minutes late to our first he's still he's still still a little spurned about that and on a friday too it's my friday i'm (laughs) i'm teaching for my hour on friday and she showed 30 minutes true yeah i was late i will admit that now when you when you first started uh when you first met him for the tutor session like what was the reaction by both of you here your first your first interaction (laughs) Was it, was it, uh, this guy's a tool bag? Okay. All right. I'll go first this time. So first I'm like, 
I'm I'm sitting up with my boots up, like my shoes up on the table waiting for this person. And like there's a 30 minute cutoff. So like when someone's like 30 minutes late, sure. it's a no show and you get paid for the hour. Uh, she shows up at the 29 minute mark. Oh, that's with terrible. God, Kate. Four binders. So bad. And she slams them down and she's like, okay, I know I'm late. I know I'm late, but I, I got to get through glycolysis, which is like a whole three day process that you got to sit through. Uh, oh, and like, I'm and like, I know all about it. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, um, I was like, okay, this is not happening in 30 minutes. I'll tell you what, I'm not doing anything Sunday. Um, Let's meet at the Barnes and Nobles. Um, you buy me a coffee. That's my payment. And I'll, we'll, we'll go through what you want to go through. And after she was, was late, first, was you must have thought she was cute. Yeah. Because yeah. if it, she was like a half hour late and then like panicked when she walked in and then you offered up a Sunday for a coffee, you must have thought, oh, she's kind of cute. I'll, I'll hang around. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was pretty. I liked her. <laughs> On the flip side, On the flip side. Okay. Yes, I was late. Yes. I will take full responsibility. But this man, this man here, was wearing what I describe as that like a hobo outfit. You know. <laughs> So like probably like a cat T-shirt and like some gym shorts that yeah. they're not coordinate whatsoever. Coordinate was it winter and you were wearing gym a shorts? Middle school boy would wear. I was and wearing then, like I was wearing like the flat that's with the the Adidas slippers with the socks, high socks. Nice. <laughs> I call those the like, massager uh, feet as you walk shoes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like the cap with like flip backwards. Yeah, the back cap. Yeah. Yeah. So automatically thought he was a frat boy. Okay. <laughs> Automatically, You're like this and, kid can't possibly teach me biochem. No way. <laughs> no, I knew, like I knew like part of when you sign up for tutoring, or at least when you used to, because this has been a couple of years now. Like mm. they would give you like when you sign up, the tutor has an option to give you a description of like kind of how they um, approach. I what I wrote, but I, I forget the exact work it, uh, wording of it. But he was like, me too. You know, we the. Bottom line, it was like, I really want to help you. Like, and it was just a general message, not directly towards me, but it was like, it was really a compassionate, like, message and saying like, oh, okay, this guy is not only smart, but compassionate. And, um, and she was like, I like this one. This one is nice. <laughs> and then he showed up and you look like a frat boy. So I had no doubt that he was, you know, he's brilliant. I knew that, but like. Um, so the real I question is, were you a frat player. boy? Were you a frat boy, Dean? I was not a frat boy. Oh, no. no. Okay. Oh, my gosh, no. Was it never uh, a thing for you? <laughs> I've been in frat houses before, and I'll never go back in Never return. Again. We're going to do those oh. on a different episode. We're going to talk about the frat house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so take us to the That's Sunday. What was the Sunday like? Yeah, oh, so what was the Sunday like? That was our first, that um, was our first official study session together. Yeah. It was, it was oh, back God. in October. Was it end of October, mid October? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was beginning of October. I think it was the beginning of October because I remember um, at like, as soon as there was like um, tutors available for the course, because I knew it was going to yes. be difficult because I had Dr. Hack in the past. He's again, Dr. Hack, like side ta like tangent, he, brilliant guy, so, good. so helpful. Mm -hmm. Like I knew I knew his class was going to be difficult. So I, you know, I found a tutor as soon as I could. So yes, it was the beginning of October because if I 
if there were sessions available in September, I would have signed up then. So yeah, we had our little study session there. Uh She brought all her books again, like 14 binders. And I'm like, why are you writing that much? I, I, I had my laptop. Light. She got she got me my uh, cappuccino. I uh, said, ring the milk. register on her at least. <laughs> <laughs> and she had her green tea uh, mm-hmm. with ice on the side to mm-hmm. put down. Wow! Uh, and then remember we what she talked. drank? That's yeah, it was a love story. These two are, you know, they can make this also thing a lot of amazing. And a cappuccino. I but think I got a cappuccino. It might have been black coffee. It probably was black coffee. Um, yeah. And then we like sat and like, we, we talked biochem for a good hour, 30 minutes. And then we talked like pre-med and then we talked about, we talked about a lot of like deep things. Like I felt like yeah. we connected, we, we talked a lot about like mental health and well being. Like I talked mm-hmm. about like my struggles during my junior year with mental health and, and having to take like a step back from everything and kind of like not stigmatizing it, like really, you know, like not being mm. ashamed of it and kind of wearing it on your shoulder uh, as, as you know, a uh, symbol of strength. Um, and it got, de- you know, it got deep and we kind of like talk more about it. Yeah. And then we're getting into medicine and like mm-hmm. what we want to do. Uh, and she said like surgery and she talked about some of the procedures that she yeah. got because she's a runner. She's had surgeries done on her feet. So she takes off her shoe and her sock and she slams oh her foot onto the table. At the Barnes and Noble? And, this is aggressive. In the middle of the Barnes and Nobles. And she shows me the the scar on her foot yeah. that she got from her surgery. So I, yeah, she was like, yeah, look right here. They, they put like four screws in. I'm like, yeah. What's your foot? We start taking pictures. Yeah. This is, this, is yeah. A lot. this is a lot for the first introduction here, I feel. I feel. <laughs> This would have but yeah, Rob would have been like out, oh, the, out door. the door. He would have been uh, running. Yeah, yeah. He would have never saw him again. He leaving so me, quickly would have set the place like, on fire. <laughs> but for me, I was like, this girl's special. So no moves were made until the contract was broken. Like I was <laughs> early professional. We're only meeting for tutor means, and you yeah. know, that's that's it. And like we chat and hang out. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was done being her tutor that you actually asked me on the first date. I did. Yes. Good for you. No, so good. <laughs> You're like, yes, I'm go- totally yoga. In. Oh, wait, you asked him to yoga? To yoga? Well, this yoga. We tried to. Yeah. yeah. I think the cat, uh, the class was canceled for some reason. So yeah. We ended up um, going to Duncan. Yes. It was at, it was like a 7.30 in the morning yoga class. I'm waking up at like 6.30 thinking like, what am I doing? <laughs> You're like, I really um, like her. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah. I find it ironic though because if she's not the morning person now it sounds like you had some struggles in the morning yeah no, no yeah I, I'm definitely more of a morning person than her but it was it was 6 30 and I'm a I'm a fourth year uh senior college student yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. way out like I should not be waking up this early <laughs> um but we went the yoga place was closed um so we just went to Dunkin' and grabbed coffees mm-hmm. again so she got her green tea um, Delcy Drive. The one on Delcy Drive. Yeah. yeah. Right by the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like our first official date was at that yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. I kind of think the foot out is probably, we can count that, I think. As a date? As a date. I mean, she, yeah, I think so. She Don't exposed so? her bare foot. Yeah. I mean, that's a big step. <laughs> it is a big step. So that Dunkin' played an important <laughs> role in your continued story, right? Yes, it did. So I guess kind of flashing forward, we started dating throughout college. Uh, we made it official around my birthday of that time yeah. in February. Yeah, we'll be uh, coming up on six years. Six years and then like next yeah. week. 
next week. And so after that, after I graduated from Rowan, um, I took a year to apply to medical school, okay. got into uh, Cooper Medical down in Camden. Very good. Um, so still kind of like touching, uh, affiliated with Rowan. And then towards my fourth year, we were engaged. I mean, we were dating for four years, five years at the time. We just had our fifth year anniversary and I was going to yeah. uh, apply into residency. Mm -hmm. I knew this was my person. I knew this was the person I wanted to spend eternity with. <laughs> I scrambled some cash together to try to get her the ring. Hey, um, those medical school bills. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I had some time to uh, get a job and start like making some money, mm -hmm. swirling some money you were away. Actually tutoring too. I was tutoring and then I picked up a job writing prior authorizations mm -hmm. And then I was working with her mom to kind of get her ring size. Um, it was always in the air because like we discussed about like marriage in the past. Yeah. Like and we were already like talking about how we wanted to do it, but it was just finding the right time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I led with the guys like I'm working on it, baby. Maybe not this year, maybe during <laughs> residency. And then um, um, I was work the whole time. I was just in coots with her mother and her friends trying to get her ring size, trying to get her design, which she sent to me, which I think is a smarter thing to Good do. Girl. I got the blueprints. Yeah. So I knew what she wanted and just was. And I want my it's custom. So I was yeah. very specific on what yeah. I wanted. Yeah. So I'm like, I might as well give you a blue blueprint. Yeah. So I, I passed it by the mom. I passed it by her friends, too. And mm -hmm. like, would she like this? And then, um, yeah, then May came around. Yeah, and you want May. to tell? Do you want to tell the story? Mm -hmm. Yes. Two weeks after his medical school graduation, right. um, we wanted to do a field trip uh, on main campus just to, like, walk around and, like, um, you know, go to Pittman, go to little stores, just to, like, kind of reminisce on the, the times. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ended up at Duncan. Yes. Luckily, there was um, no one in the store but us at the time. But um, that's a tiny Duncan. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it's such a small Duncan. It is yeah. Small Duncan. Mm -hmm. It's a small Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very small Duncan. <laughs> so uh, I sat down. He gets the drinks. I see like, oh wait, hold on, let me get the cup. <laughs> oh, you have the cup. That's right. You have the cup. This is the first interview we've done with props. I know I love this. This is good. Nobody's ever. So, come so I noticed this cup when we came in. Didn't think anything of it, obviously, but apparently it was planted there on purpose, knowing after the fact. So he gets the drinks and then like, he puts the ring on the ice next to my tea. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, she gets up. Oh, and I freak out and I run to the bathroom. Screaming. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. It was a good thing there was no small children or other yeah. patrons. It Wait, was before very he got a chance to ask you and before you got a chance to answer, you oh, just yeah, ran away. Oh my, oh my god. But the thing is, the thing is, I knew this was gonna happen because yeah. I know her. I know I'm her. a very she's... animated person. Yes. And she's but... very she's very verbal. Um and, and very so I knew this was going to happen. So yeah. I kind of expected the staff didn't. So yeah. I'm like, no, he they said, like, oh. he said, no, oh no. I'm like, no, she's, this is her process. Just no. let, let her go. Trust yeah. the process. Trust the process. She's flapping her hands around. Oh my it was, it was the, the whole proposal was a mess too. Like when I was, I was showing to my brother and he was like, bro, you went on the wrong foot, knee. You put it on oh, the yeah, hand. Oh, is there a wrong knee? That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. And then like, oh, wait, 
while he's on his knee, I like whack the ring out of his hand no. and it goes flying. Oh yeah. my gosh, what a show you put on for the oh, wait, so, staff so at Duncan. Were other people other people were there watching. Your family was there to see all of this hot mess? So, yes. So yeah. So um I had hit her mother in behind the Duncans and yeah. she had made a bunch of yeah. billboards. Your mom and is like, behind the donuts like, right at this point. This, I, I hit her back there. Cause we're at brunch and <laughs> yeah. I, I told her like what I'm getting the check head there now hide in the back. Okay. First of um, all, who has brunch mother... and then goes and gets coffee. Yeah. Didn't you have that at the brunch? Yeah, that yeah. was brave. I'd that be like, I'm been... good. I'm good. What? My mom had COVID. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, oh. Lisa was unable to make it, but yeah. uh, my mom was there. And like, after I had said, yes, my mom comes around the corner with all our posts, like with, with posters. posters and stuff and, like oh. that. Yeah. So that was, that was cool. Yeah. So then, yeah, then we just toured around, um, took pictures around the campus. Um, she slumped around the rings. She was, again, jumping around, screaming and dancing. A lot of running around. <laughs> we have wedding plans underway or what? Uh, yeah, right now we're mostly just saving up for it because yeah. wedding is expensive. I, know, I think, like, because the post-COVID year just really, like, took a lot of spots off the map. Mm-hmm. Um, and also my older brother's getting married this year, yeah. so a lot and of yeah, the attention's yeah. there. Right, getting married and right. Um, I think it gives us a lot of buffer time to kind of like squirrel away some more cash so we can have our, 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 uh, uh, wedding, but we're starting to like make lists and we're starting to think about venues. Um, we'll probably like, hopefully have the official thing in maybe another two or three years. Yeah. When we move back home. Violet Leak Martin, class of 1983 and Chris Martin, class of 1982 met in 1979. The prof sweethearts crossed paths during their time at Glassboro State College. Violet, who was a cheerleader at the time, and Chris, a basketball player, have been inseparable ever since. Chris was at Glassboro State before I got to Glassboro, right? Um, And he'll have to tell you how he got there. But for me, I was the youngest of three um and then I didn't want to go far away from school I I was just my mom and I there was a 13 year difference between myself and my siblings and my dad had passed when I was 10 Mm. and I just didn't want to go far and I ended up at, I went to a couple of the colleges because I grew up near Kane. I definitely didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go to any place that was more of an urban flair. So I didn't go to Jersey City State or Montclair or any of those because I was always familiar with them. And um, I settled between College of New Jersey and Glassboro State. And to me, Glassboro had more of a college feeling to it. And that's how I ended up at Glassboro in my visit and my choice. So you came down to the farms. Yeah, yeah pretty much back then, yeah. right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And Chris, how did you find your way here? Well, I was an athlete. I uh, played basketball. Going to go to another school out of high school. I thought I was going to go to Seton Hall because I got recruited by them, but it didn't work out. So... I was headed to Rutgers, and uh, my cousin who played at Glassboro, Greg Ackles, was just finishing up there and said that I should come there and play. And I said, no, I'm better than that. I should be playing at a higher level. But uh, at the time, 
Um, I really didn't have anything else. Coach Sequela came to visit me at my home, who was the, going to be the new coach to work for Coach Collins. Chris, where did you grow up? Partly in Philadelphia and partly in Wellingboro, New Jersey. So how long before you were both at Glassboro that you found one another and what did that look like? You want me to tell the right story because you might not tell the right story. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So you tell your version of it and I'll put my spin on it if I think it doesn't reflect what I remember. <laughs> I was already there, like she said, and when she came, I was playing basketball. She was a cheerleader. So we started, you know, having little conversations and mm -hmm. stuff, and then eventually, you know, she tried to play a little hard to get talking to me about her boyfriend, at, <laughs> I guess it was her boyfriend at the time, who was playing football at the Rutgers University. Which I kindly notated to her that it didn't matter. That her boyfriend was at Bold. Rutgers University because I was a star here at Glasgow State College playing basketball. It's true. And I was a little injured at the time. I separated my shoulder. So, so you know, my game was up. <laughs> <laughs> with a shoulder harness. <laughs> and uh, that's how, we, now, when that's how were, we started. When were you talking? At game time? Were you supposed to be paying attention to the game? Was this before and after games? How? Where were you talking to each other? So the real story <laughs> is oh my, that... There's always two sides. As Crescent... Well, so back in the days of Glassboro State, when it first came, down, came out... Um, we were as freshmen, you know, you got the work study assignments and my roommate or my girlfriend and I were assigned to work as the information desk in the student center, you know, on the main floor. And there was always someone present. So our work study hours were in that area and everybody would meet and confiscate right around that whole second floor calf was there, everything, rat scaler, whole kick, poodle. And he initially liked my girlfriend and she was friendly and talking and he used to talk to her and I would never pay him any attention. At the info and desk, he would talk to her. more friendly, okay. right, than me talking to guys because I was not interested. But one day after I was cheering and we cheered for basketball, football and soccer. Um, and we, he and his friend Orlando, um, after the John Green football game, hung out with him, hung out um, that night. And then we, I got to know him even better that night with us just hanging out, driving around town, listening to music. Because um, really, there was nothing to do when Orlando was showing my girlfriend Toya and I all around South Jersey because we'd never been. So he had this Vega with these great speakers with this awesome music that we were accustomed to listening to. So we just all hung out. And then it's history from there, like he said. But like what happened next? So like, did we do a second? Did we do a next date? What happened? Yeah, was that a date? Was that just, did, uh, when that was, was the official ask? Oh, I don't, was there ever official ask? Just like there was never an official ask of you asking me to marry you. Oh boy. 
<laughs> is this official? <laughs> right? So no, yeah, I can some... tell you when the official was. So we were chatting and yeah. we had gotten closer as friends. We became official when it was on um, New Year's Eve, right? Wasn't it New Year's Eve when you and Tony and Mike Love came up to my house um, and we all went to the club that weekend, remember? And I took you to the El Castile or was, yeah, because I made you um, all of these, this like terry cloth wrap with your name and initials and all of these things. And that was your Christmas present. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember coming up to go, go to the club. I don't remember anything about no terry cloth wrap and all that. <laughs> Chris, I made just you the black robe with the with the black initial with the initials. Chris, I would say yes. Oh, a robe. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> now so I have, that was the official. So Violet, I have to ask though. Um, I think we're all kind of wondering what happened to the other guy. What happened to the Rutgers guy? Uh, he went by the wayside. Okay. He was a cheater anyway. Oh, okay. oh good. Good thing you kicked him to the curb. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he was kicking me to the curb the same time that I was kicking him to the curb. It's very good. convenient. Conveniently timed yeah. then. Yeah, he and Chris did meet up one time, though, and it wasn't pretty. I'm oh, sure. I'm sure. Well, these are love stories we're telling, so we won't tell that side of the story. But <laughs> So it wasn't like they got into, like, they were just posturing and Chris didn't. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. So, oh. you know, bye. And he walked away. So what happened post-graduation uh, then? Did you decide to... If, after you didn't really want to be apart, you moved in together? Or where did you, you got oh, engaged? Yeah. What so happens? Illegally, we <laughs> lived together on campus. Love it. Right? He maintained his space. I was an RA. So he always, after that year, he had, um, a, ironically, had a single with one other roommate who never came to school. And I, your roommate, I think, I don't even know what happened or who that person was, but he always seemed to be alone. I had my own place, so he would come up and stay with me. And that was nonstop. He was always staying with me, even though he had his place. Um, and then we did move in together because naturally we were just, we were a couple, so we did everything together. And then once I officially graduated, we moved into an apartment in Blackwood. And then that, that was in 1983. Wow. And then we got married in 1984. All right, let's talk about this osmosis proposal because... <laughs> yeah, how did this go down? Yeah, what does that look like, Chris? You got you to gotta fill us in on how you get engaged without actually asking somebody to marry you. How does this work? There we go. Non-traditional stuff. We didn't have to, at least I didn't think I had to go that way. I know I talked to uh, her mother and she loved me. So her brother was cool with me. And I just think it just, I know, I don't think it ever just came in my mind that like I had to ask her that. I just thought it was just a natural 
um, you know, a natural getting together. So was there Sorry. was there a ring involved in this natural getting together or or not, Violet? Pinky swears? Do we do pinky swears? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, it was a ring. It was uh, her mother's uh, ring, and we had it, you know, jazzed up a little bit at the jeweler. Uh, got it a little more modern, um, you know, with our touch to it, and uh, that's what she wore. So, <laughs> she looks a little well, today salty about what, it. Today's the day. I just said we're getting married. I don't remember, like, do you want to get married? Like, <laughs> we're getting married. So. Correct. The ring itself had sentimental value. Yeah. And when my mom um, asked him if he had, you know, wanted to use that, he said yes. So when we got the ring, um, it was a matter of does the ring fit? And it did fit. So I distinctly remember looking at the ring and he was working on the car. I was like, I think the ring fits. Should I wear it? He goes, yeah, keep it on. <laughs> and then that was it. And then you're married. And married 40 years, yes. no less. Okay, Rob, big takeaway. How are you feeling after all of these love stories uh warm and fuzzy jess how else would i be feeling <laughs> I about all these love, this is so much love that could be shared during this week no isn't it fun just to watch all the couples different dynamics and how they each recall their story a little bit differently but they all recall very distinct details of yes. when they met yes like the flip-flops throwing and mm -hmm. stuff like that so yeah yeah absolutely well we had a great time we hope we're starting a new tradition here on beyond the brown and gold so every every time we're celebrating love around valentine's day we are interested in celebrating your love so thanks for sharing your stories and we'll catch you next time you've been listening to beyond the brown and gold on rowan radio 89.7 wgls fm you can find more episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms by searching for Beyond the Brown and Gold or Rowan Radio On Demand.